the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi again, everybody. Welcome back. Monday, second hour, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Hey, somebody called me up and explained Twitch to me. Not that funny thing that your eye does on the side sometimes when you don't get enough sleep, but I mean the website, Twitch. Uh, I'm going to talk about a story where something was promoted on that social media site. I don't get it. That's like one that I just have not paid any attention to, but I need to because I I know that my kids will be into it eventually. I think it has more to do with video games and some other stuff that, you know, we, we don't really let my boys, James and John, they're 14 and 11, we, we limit a lot of the stuff. But you know what? I'll tell you what. My number is 888-528-2557. If you use Twitch regularly, call me up. Tell me what it's about. Uh, what I should be worried about, What what's good about it, what's bad about it, what is it? Uh, 888-528-2557. My kids, and I think your kids are are likely the same, they don't get up on Saturday morning and watch cartoons on the network's TV shows like we did. They watch YouTube. They watch shows that are on the Internet or they just watch other people watching shows on the internet. Or they watch other people on YouTube playing video games. This is what they do. It's super entertaining to them. They can't get enough of it. I mean, they'll watch other players play Minecraft for two hours. They're not playing. They're watching other people people play it. Or they will watch other people play The Legend of Zelda or some other games, you know, that are popular. I like that game. But I don't want to watch other people play it. i got to watch my kids play it. I want to play it once in a while. Sometimes I say, kids, you know, we're going to have Daddy Zelda Day because I don't play it very often. You know, once a month, I'm like, all right, it's my turn. But I don't want to watch it on YouTube, but they do. And I'll bet your kids do. Do you know this? Are you tracking with this? Maybe with your grandkids or your kids. Do your kids do this? They would rather watch that. Sometimes Christy and I say, you can't watch that. You have to watch a show, right? If we're going to watch TV at all, we're going to turn it off or we're going to watch a show. Something we can all watch. And, you know, we'll watch something called uh, Dude Perfect. I've seen this show. It's a bunch of guys. They're Christian guys. They've got a great testimony. And they just started this thing on YouTube where what they do is they make trick shots with a basketball or, or baseballs, and they do all this crazy stuff, and they work on it. This became their job. It's a full-time job. Dude Perfect. If, you, if you've got kids and they won't stay off the YouTube, at least get them to something like that that's wholesome and they'll drop the gospel in once in a while. And uh, the reason this is something that's taking off too and something that you have to know is these, they're called influence, influencers. Some of these guys, the top-level people, they're making millions of dollars by making these videos and they make it because our kids are watching it. You know, and if you think about it, we used to watch whatever it was we watched, and the advertisers are paying the makers of the cartoons we used to watch a lot of money. Well, now the advertisers are that you watch, you get these ads on social media, that's paying the makers of the content lots of money. There's a guy named Mr. Beast. He makes 
he makes millions of dollars a year, and his videos are often his ways of giving away that money. That's what he does. He has so much money, he literally doesn't know what to do with it, and he just keeps making it. He makes money by making videos about giving away his money. It's an extraordinary thing that's happening. Now, so something that happened this weekend is there is a uh, a influencer, and uh, his name is Kai Sanat. I think I'm saying his name right. And what he did, he's the most subscribed influencer on a website called Twitch. And once again, if you know Twitch, I don't know. Maybe people just... I think the young people are into this. And I hate when I say that because everybody's a young person if you're young at heart, you know, but young people, kids, okay, teenagers, early 20s, you're probably into this website especially. Uh, He is the most subscribed uh, Twitch streamer of all time. He also has stuff on YouTube and other places. And I'm sure it's entertaining and it has to do with whatever you do online. But he said, I'm going to give away, uh, I'm going to go to a New York City and in Union Square, I'm going to give away PlayStation 5s, video game consoles, and some other, <clears throat> excuse me, some other merchandise. It's worth a lot of money, and thousands of kids showed up. Social media influencer Kai Sinat is facing multiple charges. The popular Twitch streamer organized a giveaway in Union Square Park on Friday. Supposed to be PlayStation 5s that they were handing out. Instead, it turned into mayhem when some in the crowd of thousands of people, mostly young people, became violent toward police and people in the area. There were several injuries, and some people even ended up in the hospital. Police arrested about 66 people, dozens of which are underage. You could imagine the scene, so... You're getting this is the power of social media. This is why we have to pay attention to it. We can't ignore it. It is a power that I think is beyond our even understanding of what to do about it. And here, this influencer, who, by the way, at that level of being an influencer, you're probably not doing it on your own. He has a marketing company that's with him. And, you know, he got arrested and he's being charged with things. Maybe we'll talk about that. I think he's not going to ultimately get charged with much, if anything. And uh, part of it is because he has a marketing agency that said, yeah, go out there and give this, uh, give away these PS5s. He didn't just come up with it and go buy a bunch of stuff at the Walmart and then decide to give it away. He, there's a whole thing behind this. New York Mayor Eric Adams gave a press conference, and I want you to hear this because he drops a few things in there that are, I think, correct, but also against the narrative that we usually hear, and I think it'll challenge us as parents. And, 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 and that's a great question uh, because uh, what you're seeing that is happening uh, to our youth uh, in this country and in general, but specifically here in New York City, is something that we should all be alarmed about. Now, at this moment, I think sometimes we expect a politician to blame the government or blame some, you know, blame some group of people or something. Listen to what he says. Uh, we saw it. We saw it yesterday uh, down at uh, Union Square. Uh, this is not a policing is- issue. This is a parenting issue. He says this is not a police issue. This is a parenting issue. Union Square. Uh, this is not a policing is- issue. This is a parenting issue. And we need to be clear on that. Police is the response after an incident happened. Uh, But there should be a proactive approach. Uh, When I looked at what happened in Union Square, uh, the first thing I did was text my son and say, where are you? Uh, Are you in Union Square? See, the first reaction, I thought this, I'm glad he said this. His first reaction was, where's my son? You know, that would be what I would want to do as a as a father. And I'm thinking of this going, all right, James is 14. 
He, you know, I don't know that he's going anywhere right now, but in two years he is. He's asking me about driving. I can't even tell you. We went to San Diego for the weekend. I uh, went down there on Saturday to watch the Dodgers lose, and uh, unfortunately, and a um, whole other story. Driving back, and he's never asked me as many questions about driving. What foot do you use? He's paying all this attention. He's 14, and he's already figuring on getting his permit next year. And uh, that's where he's at. And I start thinking, man, would he go to something like this to get a free PlayStation 5? I bet he would. And I wonder, with the thousands of children who were there uh, hurling dangerous objects at police officers, uh, disrespecting uh, the residents in the area, attacking each other, uh, how how many parents text their children? And, you know, that old commercial that says 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? Uh, how many looked at that and said, let me text my son, let me call my daughter, are you down there? And so police is not going to be, re- be able to resolve these issues on our own. The great level of restraint we saw yesterday by the New York City Police Department, uh, that could have turned really ugly. And as I monitored and communicated with the underground teams, of you know telling them these are these are young people we have to you know be mindful of that as we bring back order that's the same in this incident 17 year old you're not born with hate so what are we doing as adults that creates this energy of hate that is um i think an incredibly right approach here that with this going on what are we doing as adults that lead to the hate. Now, a lot of the people who were there, they were there for their free PS5. But he goes on to talk about why did this devolve into violence? Why did this turn into a riot? And it became more than just, hey, am I going to get mine? Why did people start throwing stuff at police? So police show up. Thousands of kids show up in the same place. You don't know what's going to happen. It could have got super ugly. Similar, you know, there have been things that have happened in Chicago over the last weekend that did get ugly. Stores were getting looted and all kinds of things. Bad things happened. And, you know, I there is the possibility of some bad things that didn't happen uh, for the most part here, um, except that police are getting attacked. Some other people are being attacked. Where are the parents? You know, and what do we do as parents? You know, what role, how much blame should parents get for kids who riot or mayhem or do things like this? How much blame should it be the parents versus whoever else you might want to blame? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I think we need to put a lot more pressure on the parents personally. I would personally feel responsible You know, whenever we talk about schools and there's a lot of things to criticize about our schools and the public schools and and there's there's the the sexual gender stuff agendas and sort of the far leftist agendas that are there. But sometimes those things are just coming from the administration or they're coming from one or two people. And then the other thing that you can be critical about schools for is the test scores and how bad that is. And how we don't know math or English. But you know what? When you when you talk to teachers just the regular school teacher. I know a lot of you are regular school teachers. You teach a class and you agree that there are lots of problems with the system and with the union and with the different political agendas that, and the indoctrination and all of that. But when you talk to a regular teacher, third grade class, fifth grade class, seventh grade class teacher, you know what they often say? This is what you guys say when you call here, that it's the parents, that there needs to be a role of parent the, one of the reasons that our kids can't read is the parents don't care. 
or the parents side with the kid. The kid says it's too hard, and the parent says, you're right, it's too hard, and then come and criticize the teacher. And then say to the teacher, well, why did my kid get an F in math? Well, your kid, answer, your kid didn't do any of the homework. Well, my kid says it's too hard and that you're a lousy teacher. Well, how would he, your teacher says, well, how would, you, how would he know if it's too hard if he doesn't even try? And somehow the parent defends the, their own kid. I know the temptation. Like maybe you're, you know, as a parent. The number, by the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I think that parents need to be held more accountable. Not to say that there aren't issues that the society needs to deal with, but I think it's right to say, where are the parents? And with the schools, my parents, man, when I got in trouble at school, my parents would have defended me, you know, if I was being falsely accused. They, they would investigate. You know, they wouldn't just blindly, I think, go into a situation uh, you know, believing everything the teacher had to say, you know, against me, but they would have investigated. And I'll tell you what, I can't imagine my parents siding with me over the teacher if I was getting bad grades, if I wasn't doing my homework, if I was disobedient or rude in class. There's no way I would have got in trouble in school and then I would have gotten in trouble again. In my early days in school, we got swats, we got spankings in school. And then if you got home and the teacher said, uh, Scott got a spanking today, you know what would happen to Scott? He'd get another spanking at home. That's changed. I don't mean just the spanking part. I'm just talking about the support from parents. What do we do? How do we, how do we help parents become more accountable for what their kids do. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. I'm still waiting for someone to explain the social media website Twitch to me. Uh, so we have the situation in New York where a Twitch uh, influencer named Kai Sinat, he's only 21. He started uh, when he was a teenager building up his YouTube and now his Twitch accounts, and he's getting paid thousands of dollars uh, a month, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for these videos. And he wanted to, with his marketing agency, give some of the money back. And uh, But what happened is the crowd became unruly. They became violent. They were throwing things and hitting each other and setting off fireworks and jumping on top of cars this is something else, right? This is something different. Mayor of New York, Eric Adams, went on to say this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult being a parent now with so, so much weight and so many obligations they are facing. Uh, you, I know my role with Jordan and the responsibilities that I have of, you know, our children cannot be raised by social media. Jordan is uh, his kid, so he's talking about himself as a father and his responsibility with his own son. That I have of, you know, our children cannot be raised by social media. Uh, our children cannot uh, get their values, their beliefs uh, from social media and other uh, outside entities. And it's about being aware that the things that uh, my mother needed to raise me is different from the things that parents need today. Our children that is so true right there. The things that my parents needed to raise me are different than what I have to do to raise my kids. The, you know, the values are the same, virtues are the same, but the tools are different and the attacks on my kids are different. You know, I this morning I had, you know, I don't embarrass my, my kids, but I had to have a parenting moment this morning. And I won't get into all of it because I know, uh, you know, you might be listening, kids, but it's uh, 
the the issue really is video games. The issue at the end of the day is not disobedience to me. The issue with the bad attitude or other things or not doing what, you know, mom or dad ask you to do. What we discovered is that usually it's because I don't want to do that. I don't want to do my chores. I don't want to do the things that I need to do. I want to play video games and I want to play it now. It is something that, you know, I had video games as a kid, but it wasn't that powerful, right? The The draw to it, I wanted to play, but it wasn't like that. And now there's the social media and the YouTube, and that might be more powerful to my kids even than the uh, than the video games are. I'm being inundated by influencers, uh, by those who consider themselves to be credible messengers. This young man yesterday he had uh, a sta- a st- Did you hear that? Those who consider themselves to be credible messengers. Consider themselves to be credible messengers. This young man yesterday he had. Of a substantial number of followers, uh, people came from outside of the city uh, to be there, and I, I want us to we're further looking into whether there's some even outside agitators. You don't come to get free Game Boys and bring smoke bombs. Yeah, see, that's that's a whole nother part there, right? Is that. I can understand crowds get unruly and things happen, or maybe you come and you've been you've had your heart set on this PS5 or Game Boy and you don't get it, they run out, and you know a kid might get agitated, but you didn't bring smoke bombs, right? If if you really were just coming for that reason, there's there's more going on here. I think that he's right about this. And bring M80s and bring other disruptive items. And so uh, we believe there were some outside influences that may have attempted to aggravate this situation. I think that statement he said, credible messengers, that the influencers consider themselves credible messengers. And what he means is messengers of philosophy, messengers of the way you live your life, messengers of what's true and what isn't. You know what's probably driving a whole lot of the the gender confusion and that entire thing is probably social media, and it is people who consider themselves credible messengers who are talented enough and who are spending enough time with our kids to influence them. And they're young themselves. They don't have experience. It's not usually some you know old, wise person who's had life experience. It's something that uh, a person can consider themselves to be a credible messenger when they're not credible at all. But if you've got a following, it's going to impact things. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Jonathan and La Mirada, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks, Pastor Scott. It's, it's, it's an honor to speak to you, sir. Well, thank you, Jonathan. What do you think about all this? So what I think uh, personally um, you know, I think it's when you discount dads and um, grandpas in the society that you get a breakdown in society like we have now. Because I can remember when I was a uh, young person, you know, I'd be disciplined by my dad, you know, or mm-hmm. something I did wrong and I never did it again, you know, because right. he, he put me back in line and stuff. So, you know, these kids need better parenting and they need uh, better role models than these, uh, you know, these gods online that could message everybody in the whole world. Um, the, so the, that's my take on that. I think that you're right about that, Jonathan. And you know what's interesting, too, is we are living in a time when the father conversation is being attacked. I was watching Larry Elder. You know who Larry is? And he's running for president. And he was on Fox News today. And I was watching him talk about 
the crisis of fatherlessness in our country, as he often does. Now, he's on Fox News. He's conservative, Republican, running as a Republican. He is African-American. He's got this message about fatherlessness, and it's important, and he likes to talk about that, and he's right. But even the Fox News person was giving him some grief about it a little bit. Maybe I'll have that clip later on in the week. But he, because it was just right before the show, but I'm watching this going, I don't think anything he said is controversial at all. It shouldn't be. But there seems to be, and well, and there is, there doesn't seem to be, there is an attack on parenting. So on the one hand, we have the mayor of New York rightly saying, where are the parents when we have this kind of rioting of kids? And then at the same time, we have a narrative that say parents don't matter or having a mom and a dad doesn't matter or, you know, a lot of things that are rolled up into that. Can I tell you as a parent, and if you're a parent or maybe you're a grandparent and you have the the role that's important to raising your kid, about 12% of of kids in the United States today are being raised by their grandparents. Did you not? 12%. So that's a lot of you out there. So you have that, that parental role. It matters to be a parent, and it matters for our kids that they have the wise voice of a parent speaking into their life. And we have to get ahead of the game on the social media. And so many people, I guess when I was young, the the issue was pop stars, right? And that they're raising your kids. That's what people said. You know, you're not raising your kids. Madonna is raising your kids. Well, there might have been some truth to that. Today, I think that social media is raising your kids. And we've got to understand that they are not credible. They're credible messengers. There, there are some credible people on there. Maybe we need to, to direct our kids that way. But we've got to be involved. I've got to take a break. I see your call, Grace. I'll get to your call as the Pastor Scott Show continues. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. My parents, uh, they also became Christian when I was born. And everybody's still Christian, but I got them when they were the most Christian. (laughs) I had 80s and 90s Christian parents. Well, that's the most Christian you can ever get of the Christian. I think Jesus had more fun than I did. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch anything. I mean, when, the, when they made The Simpsons, it was like, I guess they're just showing R-rated TV shows now. And I don't, I'm not complaining about my parents. My parents did a great job. I was just naive a little bit longer than most kids were. I thought everybody told the truth. I didn't know people lied. I trusted everybody. I found a $20 bill on the ground once at Walmart, and I, I turned it in, and I asked this guy if he dropped it, and he said he did. That's comedian Nate Bargatze. We're talking about parenting, and what is the responsibility for parenting these days in the era of social media that is driving our kids in all kinds of different directions with so-called credible messengers, these influencers who are self-proclaimed as credible, How do we parent today? How do we make sure that we're not trying to parent like we're 80s or 90s parents, that we are parenting as parents who are in 2023 or grandparenting, if that's your role? 888-528-2557. Grace and Tustin, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Grace. Yeah, hi, Grace. Welcome. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. 
Okay. Um. Yeah, I can't believe I actually got through. I listened to you on my drive home. I had to pull over. Um. And I, I just kind of want to piggyback off what that young comedian was just saying. Yeah. What What you were speaking about earlier. I forget the seventies and eighties Christian parents. I grew up in the sixties and seventies, and you know what my dad said. What Daddy said that went right. There was no, there was no back talk. There was no sassing. There was no, you know. And I'm not saying we should go all the way back there, where kids are seen and not heard. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, they were the parents, and we were the children. Sorry, I got up. What my parents said went, and we did what they said. And of course, over time, as we got a little older, volume would kick in. But it wasn't drastic. Mm-hmm. Not like it is now. Yeah. And I don't buy this nonsense about the social media. I understand it's out there. I raised a young man as a single mom by myself with the same influences. He's now a young, he's a Marine. He's awesome. He's doing great. He's going to, you know, and I'm not the only one. Yeah. I, what I'm trying to say is we have to stand up. We are the adults yeah. in the room. You, they are children. Do you agree that it's right to start asking uh, where are the parents when we see, uh, you know, these, like these riots where that have happened? They? Yeah. Why are they so terrified to say, hey, I'm laying down the law. This is the way it is. I pay the bills. I keep a roof over your head. I'm making sure you're fed and bathed and you're going to go to school. Why are they so afraid? Yeah. yeah, your kid's going to say some bad stuff. I hate you, I wish you weren't my parent, or I wish you were dead, blah, blah. Heard it all. Heard it all. Yeah. That's that's part of it. If you're going to have children, you're going to have to take the hard things. That's right. That's just the way it is. Well, I, Life is not easy. Life is tough. Yeah. They need to be taught that, and they need they need to learn that. And I believe they need to learn it earlier than later. I don't mean you make life miserable for your kids. But they're better off knowing the truth sooner than later. That's right. And if you're the parent and you're paying the bills and you, you know, you, you, you have to stand there and say, you know what? No, I'm drawing a line. And if you don't like this line, there's the front door. Put everything you own in a duffel bag and go. Yeah. That may sound harsh. 99% of these kids are not going to leave. No, they're not going to leave. I think that is the a great point there, they're Grace, they're is that... That the kids yeah. actually, the interesting thing I've noticed in uh, all these years, Grace, is that the kids actually respect you even though they don't like it at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. They do. And they well, actually they'll, disrespect they'll, you when you don't spout. do it. Yeah. If you, they'll spew and spout. It hurts. It hurts. I'm yeah. going oh, in yeah. my room and crumbling in tears when my son would say hateful things to me. Yeah. But he was my precious. He's my, he was mine. And God gave him to me. And he was a miracle brought to me. Hmm. And it was my responsibility. I never, never, since I knew I was going to have him. From that moment on, I said, I'm going to, it's going to be me and this child and the Lord. Well, I'm glad. And I'm going to raise him the best I can. I'm glad that and, you took that responsibility with him. And he's in the Marines now. He's in, he's in the Marine Corps. He's about to be deployed. He's been behind a desk for a couple of years. And he's young and he's married and he's concerned about his marriage and, yeah. and a lot of things. But you know what? He's. He's taking that mammal, and he's, he didn't have to go. He's the only one. He's the last one in our family. Yeah. He wanted to do this. And I have nothing but admiration and 
respect for him and every young person that does this. Absolutely. Do you and know I where he's going to? A you... lot of young people. I'm I'm in my sixties now, and I had to go back into the workforce for financial reasons. Yeah. And most of the people I work with are half my age or less. Hmm. And I love them, and they're adorable. I hate to use that word, but they're dumb as bags of hammers, half of them, and and they're lazy. And they don't have any idea what hard work and what it means to go out into the world and really, you have to. Yeah. And I just feel so bad for them. Do you think we can turn it around as a society? Do you think that we can turn it around? We have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think we we don't have a choice or we won't be a society. Standing up, yes. Yeah. But if this thing that happened in New York City and now they're trying to, you know, oh, well, it's this 21-year-old and blah, blah, blah. 21 years old? Seriously? 21 years old? Come on. <laughs> if these kids are that weak-minded, we're in a heck of a lot of trouble. We're, we're in a lot of trouble. Grace, I appreciate your call. Where is your son going? Do you, can you tell us where he's being uh, uh, deployed? He's going to Djibouti, Africa, on the border of Sudan and Saudi Arabia in six weeks, and he'll be gone for six months. Six and, months? Yeah. Okay. And he's married? You have you have kids? You have, you have, you have grandkids now? I don't have children yet, no. Okay. He's been stationed in North Carolina for the last, since he uh, got out of boot camp in San Diego, and um, which is a blessing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just got orders Okay. Ago. Can I pray for him real quick? Oh, I would absolutely love it. His hey. name is Ethan. Ethan. All right. God, I thank you for uh, Grace and that she took her role as a parent, um, with authority, with you know, from you, and that she raised her son Ethan so well. We just pray for his his deployment. We know how many complicated things can happen, and for his marriage, that it will be strong. Uh, for his bride and for Grace, as she will worry about her son. We pray for his safety. We pray for his leadership. We thank you, Lord, for his service to each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Scott. That was beautiful. I appreciate that more than you'll ever know. Oh, well, thank you, Grace. Thanks for all that you have done and uh, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You know, another part of this story with this uh, young man, his name is Kai Sanat, and uh, he is the most subscribed Twitch streamer of all time. I'm still wondering what Twitch is. Wilbert, what's Twitch? What is What is this? Why? I need to know like a as a parent. YouTube. It's what? It's like a live YouTube. Live YouTube. We can go on YouTube live, so what's the difference? Uh, honestly, it's not much of a difference. <laughs> okay. It's so, owned by Amazon. That's the difference. Oh, okay. So it's Amazon's YouTube, but they do they focus on live things? Like so live? it's focused on live things. The best way to look at it, it's like a Netflix, but you watch people play a certain game or talk to people. So they have it broken down into categories. So you can watch them play the game live, their video game. Yeah. Right. And this is huge, I guess. And you can type with them. It's like watching a live YouTube video pretty much. Do you know and who do you know this guy, uh, Kai Sanat? You ever watch him? You've heard I haven't of him? heard of him. I know there's other famous ones like I could ask Ninja my kids. and stuff like that. Yeah. My kids are very much into Mr. Beast. He's another one. He's the guy yeah. who's giving out the money for and you're making <laughs> What he does is he'll like he'll go to a Target and he'll say, "Hey, here's a thousand dollars. You can keep it yourself, or you can give it to somebody else. What do you want to do?" Yeah. And then if the person, sometimes people keep it. They're like, "I need to pay the rent. This is great. You know, God bless you." And they give them a hug. But if they give it away, it's interesting how often they find people who really need it because they need to pay the rent. And then what Mr. Beast does? No, no, it's not. It's I'll give you a thousand dollars, or you can give somebody else ten thousand dollars. He's got a briefcase full of ten thousand dollars. 
And a lot of people choose, well, I'll give somebody else 10000 And then what Mr. Beast will usually do to the person who is uh, the giver is if they choose to give it away, he gives them 10000 too. It's a, it's a crazy thing. But the reason he has that money is because he's making it hands over fist because of people watching his YouTube videos. Yeah, and, I think I've, I've heard interviews with him where he says he wants to give away everything he makes. Yeah, and he makes more money than he knows how to give away. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. But this is the world that we live in right now. And, you know, as parents, I think we've got to be on board. We're not on board with that, but we've got to be aware of it. Uh, anyway, so this guy, uh, Kai Sanat, he he is not accused of riling up the crowd himself or of calling for violence among his supporters. So they had, if you just joined us, there was a riot in New York City in Union Square because he said to his watchers, I'm going to give away Game Boys and PS5s and video game systems. And thousands of kids came from all over. An interesting part of that story is that people also came with fireworks and M80s and little smoke bombs and, and started attacking police and attacking some store owners and other stuff. You don't do that if you're coming for a free PS5, right? You don't you don't bring the weapons with you. That's a whole there's another group out there who I think tries to take these situations and what they want to do is stir up a political problem. Anyway, so I I the other interesting thing here is that he didn't call for this himself really. He's got a marketing company behind him. And a lot of people are saying, "Hey, the marketing company who is Adults much, you know, this guy's adult, he's 21, but they're much older and experienced. They bear some responsibility here, don't they? I mean, shouldn't they have known better? Anyway, it's an interesting thing. But the issue is what, you know, do you, are you aware of where your kids are enough and what your kids are into to call them if something like that is going on in L.A. or San Diego or something? I got to take a break. When we come back, there is an airline airline pilot who is fed up with a lot of the stuff and the craziness that happens on the airline, and he's changed the typical uh, welcome, uh, I'm your captain greeting. I'll play that for you as the Monday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. 888-528-2557. You ever watch old pictures of people flying and everybody wears suits and ties and they're wearing business suits and everybody got dressed up, put a dress on there to fly. It was such a privilege or such a great, I don't know what people thought about it. Maybe people just dressed up anyway, right? They dressed up to go to church. They dressed up to go out to dinner. I do think that matters. Do you think that matters? I think I think that when we're dressed a little bit better, it does affect our behavior. We're talking about uh, we've been talking about the the behavior of kids who are influenced by social media that have led to some of these riots that we've seen a big one in New York. But the mayor of New York said, "Where are the parents?" And you know this goes beyond just kids and social media. The, you know the the. Uh, videos that we're getting off of airlines and the conflicts that happened on, on airplanes today are going crazy. You've got to listen carefully to this, but this is an American Airlines captain who was giving the, you know, the typical, hey, welcome, thank you for flying American Airlines and those kinds of things. And But listen to what he says. He's had it with rude people on his flight. Remember, the flight attendants are primarily here for your safety. After that, they're here to make your flight more enjoyable. They're going to take care of you guys, but you will listen to what they have to say because they represent my will in the cockpit or in the cabin, and my will is what matters. Be nice to each other. Be respectful of each other. I shouldn't have to say that. You, people should treat people the way you want to be treated, but I have to say it every single flight because people don't, and they're selfish and rude. 
okay? Stow your stuff. Get it out of everybody else's way. Put your junk where it belongs. Everybody have paid for a space. Don't lean on other people. Don't fall asleep on other people. Don't pass out on other people or drool on them unless you've talked about it. And they have a weather assistant jacket. Can you imagine that you have to say that as a pilot? You know, just stow your stuff. Do what the flight attendants say. Stow your stuff. Everybody paid for a spot. Don't don't fall asleep on people. Don't drool on people. He's saying all that. He must be just, you know, the captain of the aircraft is in charge. And the captain gets involved when there are behavioral problems, which is not something you want to have to do, I'm quite sure. And there's there are so many things. He went on uh, with this. All right, a little bit of fatherhood here, the other thing. Social experiment on listening to videos on speaker mode and talking on a cell phone on speaker mode, that is over. That is over. Talking with people on speakerphone while you're in your seat on the airplane, that is over. Or listening to your videos when it's on the speakerphone so everybody else, (laughs) this must be what really sets people off. And I, I I don't think I've had that experience yet where I'm sitting next to somebody who just has to play their stuff loud. But that that has driven this pilot over the top. Talking on a cell phone on speaker mode, that is over. Over and done in this country. It's over, over and done in this country. Nobody wants to hear your video. I know you think it's super What's sweet, it probably on? is, but it's your business, right? So keep it to yourself. Use your AirPods, use your headphones, whatever it is. That's your business, okay? It's just part of being a respectful society. <laughs> middle seaters, I know it stinks to be in the middle. Raise your hands. Raise them up. Anybody in the middle? Like five people. Yeah, right. Yes, full. All right, nobody's listening. Fine. You own both armrests. That is my gift to you. Welcome on board our flight. You hear that? The middle seat? You middle seat people. He says, He says, if you didn't hear it, he says, hey, raise your hand if you're in the middle seat. Oh, sure, four or five of you. This plane is full. Nobody's listening. Fine. All right. Well, middle seat, middle seat people, you own both armrests. That's my gift to you. That We've come to a place where the airline pilot just has to ask you to be a decent person on an airplane. Just be courteous to the person next to you. That is, uh, that's amazing. We got to turn this around. You, as a, It's not up to Washington, I think, to turn this around for us. I think Washington at the end of the day, or our leadership, our political leadership, probably reflects who we are more than we become who they are. I think it's both in, in some respect, but I don't think you get there, right? I think I think this is an us thing as the people. We've got to treat people with respect, and it's obvious. You know, what are some rules that you would have for people flying a plane? Things that they got to do. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I was sitting next to a guy. He was like right across the aisle. And he decided to, and it was raining outside and cold weather. He decided to take off his tennis shoes. And uh, that almost crashed the plane. The the odor odiferous quality of what was coming from seat twenty nine you know D was horrific. I tried to change seats. I got up and wandered the plane. Unfortunately, this plane was full. I would have taken a middle seat with no armrests. Uh, my so my thought is don't take your shoes off, especially if your socks are wet and your tennis shoes. Are wet. I know why you want to. I get it. I would want to. I would be uncomfortable. But don't do that you know, on the plane. And maybe he didn't realize it, you know, but uh, how do you, how do you lean over and go, Hey, sir, can you put your shoes back on, please? You're killing everybody on the plane. There aren't enough. The the parachutes won't do us any good. The plane just, we're all going to pass out. 
I feel like there is something now that we were talking, our great caller in the last segment, Grace, was talking about how we used to have parents who just laid down the law. This was the law probably was like that in a lot of your families, but in some of your families, it wasn't. In some of your families, you had absent parents. You didn't learn regular, you know, being, you know, regular rules of manners and courtesy. You just didn't. And and I think that's something else that we need to recognize is that some people, you know, you might've been taught in your family and you teach your family, but other people were never taught. They had parents who had lots of other problems or they were just kind of rude themselves because they didn't have parents who taught them. And we have a lot of people, I think, who maybe don't actually even know certain things. I I think you should. I think most of it's common sense, but it's surprising. It's surprising when you do ask somebody to do something and be more courteous. Sometimes they look at you rudely, but sometimes they're surprised. I should chew with my mouth closed? Yes, yes, you should do that. You know, and I think as parents, we've got to take that, that rule. And if anything from all of this, something that we need to repeat to each other and encourage each other, and the church has got to do this. This has got to be part of any church curriculum and small group for parents or something that the youth director does with parents. You pull parents aside and say, parents, don't be afraid to actually parent. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to actually parent. You can parent. And by that, it means you can ask your kids where they are and you can ask them where they've been. You can ask them where they are going. You, your kids don't have, you know, some of the rights that they might claim to. You are the parent and you have a responsibility because you're creating, uh, you are helping this person become a successful member of a civilization, of a civilized society. And you have that obligation, I think, to everybody. I think it matters greatly. You as a parent, you can limit their screen time. You can do it. I've learned how to do it. It was a little tricky. But you can limit their screen time. You can do it from your phone. There are apps out there that help you do that. You can take away their phone. They might get really mad. They might. And they might say they hate you. They might badmouth you to to their friends or even to your friends. Uh, But they will also respect you. They really will. And I'll tell you what, later in life, sometimes right away, but later in life, they'll they will respect you because you did parent or they will not respect you because you didn't. Like there is a time I think where, and I've seen it, I've seen it because I was pastor long enough that I got to see kids grow up and I got to see kids grow up in families where there was some discipline and the parents parented. And I've seen it where it went, you know, relatively smoothly and you had a relatively tranquil, you know, family. But I've also seen a lot of families where it was a war. I mean, it was brutal. And I've seen and helped some mothers and fathers hang in there. And sometimes they're single mothers and fathers. Sometimes they're grandparents. And, you know, in a grandparent, you have a whole different thing going on. You're like, well, you're not my mom. You know, you're not my dad. Well, you still have, if you are in the role where you're raising them, you know, it's different if there really is a mom and dad. You have to figure out how to navigate that. But sometimes you are the mom and dad, even though you're the grandparent. Uh, I've seen it be on all sides. But I'll tell you this. I promise you this that when those kids get older, the parents who parent, the parents who endured some of the rough stuff from their kids, those kids not only respect their parents when they get into their 20s and they find out what real life is about, sometimes it takes until their 30s or 40s even, but they get there. The parents who parent, they're respected, their relationship is pretty good, and there might be some pain and some wounds, 
but there's forgiveness and there is grace and it works well. And I'll tell you what, the parents who don't parent, it's much harder. It's you are trading off, you know, a hardship, you know, now for one in the future. And when they're grown up and they're out of the house, you don't have the same authority and you don't have the same influence. And you're going to watch some difficult things happen to them that are because they don't, they didn't learn how to respect people. And they didn't learn about authority. And by the way, biblically, you have authority. There's it's a whole other discussion and a good one. But the Bible lays out the different authority uh, structure for authority. There is the authority of the government. The, the Bible says, hey, God has established governments. And there's a time to disobey the government. But most of the time, you obey the government and things function, right? Romans 13, other passages. Uh, there is also the authority of the church. There's authority that the church has for its membership to to discipline, to call out sin, to be involved. There's authority that your church leaders should have. And there's an authority for people who go to church to challenge the church leaders if they're in sin. All of that's in scripture. So there's an authority, a spiritual authority, there's a governing authority, but there's also a family authority. And you have that. And parents, you've got that. You know, you have this authority structure in the home, and the reason is not to make things lousy for kids or to make things hard on parents. You have an obligation, I think, as a parent, not I think you do, as a parent, to actually parent. You have an obligation given to you by God, an authority given to you by God, to lovingly parent your kid. You don't have an authority to abuse. You don't have authority to do terrible things that sometimes happen. None of this is an excuse for that. But I think for most of us, we live in a society that is more and more often a narrative of being anti-parent, a society where we want more and more freedom, a society where there are influences on our kids that we may not even know about. Trust me, as parents, you have a God-given authority, and I believe if you pray and you assert that authority that God gave you, you're going to be able to parent well, and you're going to be able to do a good job. Even though it hurts, you're going to see the benefit of that later with your kids. All right. Lots to say about that, but we can't today because we're done for today. Ted, I won't get to your call today. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Follow us on Twitter, Pastor Scott Show. Go to kkla.com for the podcast or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Pastor Scott Furrow will be with you again tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.